Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's to the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for X and O Quick Hits with the man who hosts Blewitz Blitz over at JetsXFactor.com, breaking down the film for them and doing a fantastic job as he does for us here on X and O Quick Hits as well. Mr. Joe Blewett. Joe, what's going on, sir? Uh, as you know, as I just called in, just got done recording like a three-plus-hour podcast, so... After this one, I'm about to be podcasted out, but I'm excited to talk about, uh, I guess, some of the bad, but but more of the good of the of the young guys from this game. So at least that's kind of exciting. Joe, for the sake of everybody's sanity involved, let's start with the good. And I think at the top of the list right now, we'd have to say Makai Becton is a shining light, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Tell me what you saw when you looked at the offensive line, but particularly the two tackles. I thought Fant held up pretty well the first time I watched. Second time I watched, I didn't think he held up as well, but still was okay. I thought Becton was really good. He looked strong against Bosa before Bosa got hurt and came out of the game. So tell me about the unit and what you saw from these guys. Certainly a step forward from last year, if nothing else. When we did the George Fant review, I think we were saying, and I was saying that even if he was okay, that's a big step up for where people uh, think he, he would be. So again, I'll, I'll take my bow for, for Fant. I think he's going to be an average tackle, which is 
fine for the Jets. So I think he was pretty much average this game. Um, there was a couple of plays where um, he would have a really nice play where he would reach, you know, he would, he would reach a a four tech on the backside and get in front of him and show really good movement skills and quick feet and a good strong core to be able to, to work his, his hips and his body past the defensive lineman who's penetrating and getting in front of them and cover the play side. And there was a play where, you know, the next play where he would open up his hips a little bit too soon, be throwing his momentum back into the arc and then a guy would bull rush him or get inside of him and he would give up a pressure. So there was some bad, there was some good, there were some pressures he gave up. There was a sack he gave up, I, be- I believe, but overall he was still, um, you know, relatively, relatively solid. Like I said, you know, average ish, uh, one good play, one bad play, definitely more good than bad though. But obviously you want uh, to eliminate any really bad plays to be a really, you know, top tier, uh, right tackle, but still overall, you have to be happy with, with McGovern. Um, if you're looking at, uh, Beckton, uh, we all see the highlights, all that stuff. I like I said, just did 80 something plays. So I probably looked at like 40 plays with Beckton involved in it. Uh, he was great. You know, it's, he's the high, he's the highest rated rookie, um, offensively for, for a reason. I don't really like pro football focus unless they're talking good about the Jets players. Then I'll kind of hype them up maybe, but not really because it's, you know, I do the film stuff anyway. But, um, yeah, he's, he, there's some stuff to work on for sure. There's some times where he might get a little bit, um, too, too much depth into his drop, or there's some times where I think he needs to stop shooting two hands. I said that last week. We saw it more this week where, um, there are some times he put himself out of position, um, because his, his hand, because he would shoot both of his hands, um, would lock his hips forward. Um, and then if a guy was able to react to those hands and then either move to the left or to the right away from his hands, he would kind of be locked. Um, but because of his elite athleticism, his elite size, he would, he would be able to react and, you know, cover ground horizontally to, to make up that the ground that he lost because of his hands. So he kind of won some reps because of his elite athleticism, not necessarily elite technique. So you want the, the, the technique to catch up with the athleticism, which I think eventually will happen. But overall, his technique is still much better than I think a lot of us thought it would be. Initially picking up stunts, balanced uh, footwork while getting into pass sets, you know, good timing of, of hand strikes, things like that. There is times he's reaching, there is times he's, you know, opening up his hips a little bit too soon. So he's having some technical issues, but like we said, Scott, like I said, watching his film at Louisville, like if he has average technique, I think he's going to be a pro baller. If he has good technique, I think he's going to be an all pro. Um, and I think he's, he's about at average technique right now from what I'm seeing and him being average technique with his athleticism is why I think he may be, you know, a pro bowler. And like in year one, Makai Beston, the most raw of the four tackles being a, a pro bowler is huge for the Jets because we thought it would be a little bit of a development curve for him, but for him to be the best out of all these guys already is super encouraging. Um, so you have to be really happy with him, you know, taking care of Bosa, um, pancaking dudes, throwing linebackers out of holes, running guys off the screen. Like he was ridiculously impressive again. Now, yeah, I'll criticize him shooting two hands or opening up his hips too soon. Or maybe there's some times where he gets a little bit too jumpy with his footwork where I want to see him run his feet a little bit, which I went over in my, in my podcast and my YouTube show. Um, but overall still really, really, really good game for Beckton. And I'm not just saying really good game for Beckton considering what he is and coming out of college, all this stuff. I'm just talking about a really good game for a tackle in general and for, you know, sports center and all these people who be posting highlights of Beckton and saying that he's already, you know, might be a top 10 left tackle in the league is, I don't know how it gets more encouraging for, uh, than that for, for him. Uh, the rest of the offensive line, so I'm going to go over that quickly. 
Uh, Lewis, I thought, actually played a, a solid game, as quiet, uh, quietly a solid game because there's no pancakes or anything like that. So it doesn't pop out on the screen. Um, but overall, I think he definitely had a, a quietly solid game. Uh, McGovern was, I would say he was okay, but he's been more, and like, I, I hate to do rankings this early into it, but I thought he was going to be a top 12 or 10 to 12 guy. He's been like a lower, like 17 to 20 guy. Like if just, just to kind of give people context, so he hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been great. There was a play where he was assisting uh, Alex Lewis with a, with a nose tackle. And while he's assisting Alex Lewis, or sorry, not Alex Lewis, uh, Van Roten with a nose tackle, when he's assisting Van Roten with the nose tackle, he's scanning the left side and he's, and he's seeing rushers go up against uh, both Lewis and Beckton. And while he's looking at the left side, he never scans the middle linebacker, middle linebacker, blitzes through the A-gap and pressure Sam Darnold. So he needs to keep more active eyes. So um, there are some plays he's giving up. There are some plays that he's doing well, combo blocks, moving to the second level, things like that, that are positives in the running game. Um, the passing game, he's been a little bit disappointing. But again, a lot of these guys are playing better than, they, than we thought they would to start off the season, which I think includes Lewis, Stant, and Beckton. I think that Van Roten and McGovern have struggled a little bit more, but I think we need to be patient with them. Again, we kind of expected the, the slower steps in the right direction with the offensive line. They've exceeded expectations so far early this season, at least my expectations. So I will give those guys a little bit of time. Um, and McGovern, again, when I'm watching his film with, with Denver, I, I thought he was a pretty solid guy. So I'm not just going to give up on him again. But even with that, him playing as the 18th, 19th, 20th best center right now is still a lot better than Spencer Long, Wesley Johnson, Ryan Khalil. So it still looks a lot better than those guys. It's just not, you know, fantastic. So. Um, you know, he struggled a little bit in this game and obviously Van Roden struggled uh, the fourth and one play where apparently Sam Donald can't audible when he sees a wide open gap to his left, which is embarrassing, especially considering Sam Donald has been a pretty solid uh, QB sneaker. I can't imagine. I, I don't remember him a lot of times getting stuffed, but I do remember a lot of times with him uh, picking up the first down. So uh, that's bad in itself, but uh, the Jets run to the right side again, just at 83 plays. So I forget exactly what it was. I forget if it was duo inside zone whatever it was, but you have uh, a one-tech to Van Roten's left side. The one-tech uh, exchanges gaps. He goes from the play side A-gap to the to the backside A-gap. Van Roten, instead of passing that off and not, not being concerned, because if there is a guy to his left side on a run play that's going to the right, he has to be account- he's accountable slightly for that A-gap, um, at least throw a hand check, play long, whatever it may be. But when that guy is going to cross the face of the center and go away from you, you don't carry it. That's not how zone works. He carries it too long, just an extra split second. Uh, you have Warner, I believe, who it was, who, who works downhill. Uh, Van Roten, I believe, sees him but doesn't react to him because he's carrying the, the one-tech away from himself like he's not supposed to. Warner shoots the gap, tackle for loss. So um, it was as simple as that. It was as simple as Van Roten carrying a guy he shouldn't have and being more concerned with the linebacker who's more of an immediate threat to the run uh, than a guy on the backside. So that was completely on, you know, his fault on a play that shouldn't have even been called because, again, Donald should have just, you know, snapped the ball and took a step forward and got a first down. It would have been pretty easy. But, again, that's on uh, Adam Gates, who's super stubborn. So, overall, I would say uh, through this game and through the first two games, definitely a massive, massive plus for, for Beckton. He's the best player on offense right now. I think that's pretty easy um, to, uh, to agree with. Uh, Lewis definitely a plus he's been playing better uh fans and playing okay which is better than i think 95 percent of jets fans minus me thought uh van roden mcgovern a little bit of negatives but 
overall, again, let's let's give them time. I think you know they're they've been run blocking a lot better than last year. They've been pass blocking, as you can see, uh, per Michael Nania. I forget exactly what the stat is, but first down, they're like 4.5 yards per carry, which is like I think 10th best in the NFL. And Scott, I know in years in the past, how many times we've talked about the Jets on first down, it was like consistently second and 10, second and 12, uh, second and nine. Now this year it's, it's second and sixes and second and fives, and that should make a big difference for an offense because on those second and manageables, those second, you know, sixes, five, fours, that's when good teams take shots. Adam Gase does not do that. He just runs the ball again. Teams know it's coming and then they get stuffed. They have, it's like their first down percentage versus uh, their, their, their first down yard per carry is like 4.5 versus second down, which is like 1.8. So teams know it's coming. Uh, Adam Gates is not innovative. He's not going to go off of his game script or things he wants to do. So um, that's not the offensive line's fault, though. I, I think they've been probably uh, overall the biggest uh, surprise and positive uh, this year of the offense. I think that's actually pretty easy to, to say. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Joe, I thought Sam Darnold was significantly better in this game than he was in week one against the Bills, which wouldn't take much if we're being honest about it. However, I don't think he was asked to do very much. Adam Gase had what appeared to me to be a very scared game plan. He was managing this game as though Sam Darnold was Luke Falk from what I could tell. Again, thought Darnold did very well within the confines of what he was asked to do, but it was hard to really draw a major conclusion about him after this game, minus that one awesome play at the end in garbage time with Brexton Berrios. Is that how you felt watching the film? Um, yeah, there was definitely some plays like without going through each play individually, there was definitely some plays where he could, he, he could keep his eyes more active. He's locking onto throws. He's throwing balls late. 
um, whether that be through the concept that Gase runs, you know, all the time where it's the, where it's the um, outside receiver, you know, running vertical, like that natural pick route, um, you know, inside it, you get inside leverage of the outside guy runs the vertical. It's supposed to act as a pick route. The slot guy goes underneath of it into the flat, supposed to get some yak. Uh, unfortunately, Chris Hogan didn't execute that a couple of times where he didn't get as vertical as he should have, and he, he stays too shallow. Um, the benefit of those rub routes is you either hit the guy or you can make, you, you make them commit underneath, which then you don't, you depend on your slot guys, uh, you know, athleticism to burn up to the sideline or he works over the top and you give your guys space to square him up and go inside or outside. Um, but Hogan was putting the, uh, inside receiver in a position where, you know, the, uh, or sorry, the, the outside corner or the corner in position where he just had to go over the top and kind of made a decision for him. So he didn't execute it great. Uh, Gay said that way too much and, and Donald was a little bit too late on those throws with not giving his spot receiver time to, um, square up. There's a lot of balls where he was late to throw them, which, you know, obviously for yak purposes, you want to hit a guy as early as you can, giving him the chance to catch the ball, turn and run. Way too many times where Donald threw the ball late, you know, hesitated extra hitch. Threw the ball, guy got hit as soon as he caught the ball instead of turning up and, and maybe turning up for extra yardage. A uh, few missed, few missed throws um, in terms of him sailing a ball over Gore's head. Um, the Malone throw where Malone was on the right side, he ran a stop route. Uh, the ball's a little bit short, but Malone just ran a really piss poor route. It's actually not Donald's fault. There was a time where he, Donald took a sack uh, where Herndon was cutting to the outside and Herndon, and uh, he actually got sacked. That was allowed by George Fantas, so that wasn't his problem. Uh, roll out to the right, hit Herndon. He dropped it. Like so, so, there's plays where, like I said, he hits Hogan. Hogan drops it. He hits Herndon. Herndon drops it for a touchdown. He's going to throw to, dirt, uh, to Herndon on a sale concept where Herndon is the intermediate read on the corner route, and he he gets sacked. He's going he's going to throw that ball. He throws a ball to Malone with good timing. Malone doesn't run a good route, um, and drops the ball that was actually in his hands after diving. So like. There's plays he, he, he made that the receivers didn't help him with or the offensive line couldn't stand up long enough to uh, block him for him. But then there was also plays where he was laid on or, or took five yards when he could have had 15. There was times where his footwork was still off. There was times where he sailed balls because he didn't step into his throw. And his mechanics were poor again. So this was definitely an upgrade from the game um, you know last, last week with the Buffalo Bills where he was absolutely dreadful. This was a game where he was okay. But you know we need to see a lot more of these games and, and much better games uh, continue throughout this, this year to prove he's the guy versus any more of the Bills games. I don't really think there could be another, you know, maybe one more of the Bills games, but any more than that, um, he's going to make it tough to, we'll get into the Lawrence stuff, I guess, much later into the season, but he needs to prove that he is absolutely the guy for the Jets. And, um, you know, minus his weapons, which I understand, listen, he doesn't have great weapons, understandable. Um, he's in, he's put into positions where he needs to force the ball, the ball a little bit because the Jets are down two or three touchdowns early into games. Understandable. But I still need to see Darnold not lock on to, not lock on to, to Reeves. I need to see him hit Kaisner supposed to be hit. I need to see better mechanics. I need to see him not throw the ball or, or take sacks on third down when he could have threw the ball to Crowder or run out of bounds. I need to see, and not rolling out to the left side and chucking balls over the middle and getting intercepted. And obviously, you know, that, that play to, to uh, Barrios where he's scrambling out, you know, to the left and throws across his body, leads Barrios. Like, that's classic Sam Donald. That's what he is. That's what he can be, um, which is why a lot of fans want to see him on the move more. But it's just been a little bit too much inconsistency in this game. 
uh, was wrapped up in some inconsistencies, but I thought it was overall an okay game. Not great, not bad. Makai Becton was one of the shining lights of this game, as we said before, Joe. Sam Darnold, I don't know that I would call him a shining light, but at least he was better than week number one. But the shining light on the defensive side of the ball here was Quinnen Williams. You and I were extremely high on Quinnen Williams coming out of the draft, and he hasn't shown why he was the number three pick overall. Don't get me wrong, there were times when he played pretty well last year, but not quite number three overall pick in the draft well. He did that against the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, for sure. And uh, this game, I saw more of what I what I asked to see last week, which uh, I'm sure Greg Williams doesn't listen to your show. No offense, Scott, or mine. Um, <laughs> but it was, I guess it was just by chance it happened to Moore, um, where he was single gap penetrating, more taking guys one-on-one instead of having to worry about stunting and looping. And, okay, I have to press upfield for three steps on that third step and engage to hold the – you know, the left guard for the for the DN to crash into him so I could loop around the outside. Like, there was too much of that thinking going on, both his first year and in the first game. And in this game, it was more, okay, you're responsible for the B gap. You're responsible for the C gap. You blow up this guy, and that's what he did. He had a good feel for blocking the team. He had good hand usage. He had good leverage. He wasn't playing off balance. He was playing with power. You saw some, some uh, you know, you saw the bull jerk. On the one sack, you saw the bend on the, on the other sack, defeating the hands. Like, he was overall... Uh, really, really good with his technique, really good with his leverage, really good with his power. He was explosive in his first step off the snap. Uh, it was the best game of his career, both in the, you know, the run game, blowing up runs, taking on Trent Williams one-on-one and beating Trent Williams, driving him backwards, taking on uh, Lakin Tomlinson, uh, driving him backwards, beating him for sacks. Like there was a, um, a bunch of really, really good plays from Quentin Williams this game. And we have to hope that he continues to stack up these games. Um, I don't think he's going to get two sacks every game because that's that's a record pace. Um, but we were hoping and we were predicting that, you know, a lot of guys in their first year, you know, the Gerald McCoys, the um, uh, the uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name from the Bengals, uh, uh, Geno Atkins, a lot of these guys um, in their first year who are stud, you know, elite type D tackles only had two and a half, three, three and a half, four sacks. So we were hoping that Quinny Williams being so young, could kind of fall into that into that grouping with those guys who took a year. And, you know, first game, he, he was okay. There were some plays he made, some pressures he got that people didn't necessarily see, but we were kind of done with that as Jets fans, seeing guys like, you know, um, Leonard Williams, even seeing guys like Sheldon who were good but not great. You know, like we're done with the defensive linemen who produce pressures and things like that. Like, we want the sacks. I get that. Um, still overall, he was decent in the first game. Uh, second game, that's as good as you can play. Two sacks, multiple tackles for loss, you know, quarterback hits. Um, he was elite the second game. Uh, you have to hope that more of these games pop up. And, you know, if we're talking about, you know, getting a, even just one sack every other week and you're looking at, you know, eight, nine, ten sacks for Quinn Williams in year two, that's a huge step in the right direction. So uh, you really can't be more excited, uh, you know, than me or you uh, or, the, or that you or I are for this game because, again, we were the big Quentin Williams guys, Scott. Like we, we nudged a lot of people in our directions. You know what? Yeah, I think I think you're right about Quentin Williams. So we're responsible for quite a few people. I could easily say about turning their heads on Quentin Williams and and being happy about drafting him. So this would be a huge bust for us. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy he he played well. Obviously, if he does play poorly, I'm going to call him out, and I'm not just going to try to make him play or you know try to make it out like he's playing better than he is because um I was a huge uh, supporter of Quentin Williams, but. Uh, week two of his season two was by far the best week of, of his career. And uh, I think more of this is coming for Quinn Williams. I really do. 
I hope we see much more of that this Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. And by the way, Joe, just to correct you, I have it on good authority that Greg Williams does listen to this show, particularly to XNO Quick Hits, and he gets a lot of ideas directly from you. So don't sell yourself short. Greg Williams, hey, what's up, buddy? I know you're listening right now. Just know that Joe Blewett is always happy to help out, and so he's glad that you followed his recommendation. Joe, unfortunately, though, Greg Williams may need your help with the rest of the defense because from what I saw, there was a lot of sloppiness going on. Missed tackles, missed assignments. It was ugly on Sunday. Quinn and Williams, the shining light, the rest of the defense, not quite. Yeah, it was brutal. Um, There's a few guys who, like, I gave, like, some individually good grades, like McClendon running up the middle. Yeah, sure, he he played pretty well when they ran, ran up the middle. Basher made a, a, a nice player, too. I think even Jordan Jenkins had a nice player, too. But other than that, like, everybody else was just so bad. Uh, Ogletree is obviously just absolutely terrible. Like, multiple plays, the – the the fifty five sixty yard run on on third and thirty one he's absolutely no awareness commits heavy to the to the right side when he's responsible for the middle um, over over pursues I believe it was a uh, Coleman or McKinnon or whoever the hell it was cuts up the middle he's completely out of position is not athletic to make up his position Bless Austin comes at an angle that's too high he misses a tackle um, and then they run for sixty yards or whatever it was the first the first play of the game which again. You know, the week one started off with the Jets getting a block in the back on special teams and jet, a lot of Jets fans were like, oh, crap, like we know it's coming here. <laughs> like that's just how Jets games go. Uh, now this game, the first play of the game, I forget if the actual first play of the special teams was a kneel down or they were, I think they actually ran out to the 20. So the second play of the game, at least they made it through one play this game without, without completely, sh- uh, sh- you know, shooting down our hopes, but 80 yard, uh, toss play. You have multiple guys who played poor, really poorly on that rep. You have, you know, you have Henry Anderson who didn't string out, out the defensive line as long as he should have. He should have stayed lateral and and forced either a, a, a wider bounce for uh, for the running back or a cut up from the running back. So he did a poor job. You have Quincy Wilson who should have shot down Hillmore and created a, a smaller gap to cut to the outside. You have uh, Marcus May who took a bad angle. You have Ashton Davis who didn't stay to the outside as he should have and leaned into contact and got blocked. You have McDougald who should have stayed over top of his block and stayed outside and he got blocked and then shot to the inside. You have Hewitt who was too slow to, ca- to catch up. Like it was like I think I counted seven guys in that play who I gave a negative grade and I don't necessarily like grade guys like statue like Nani does, but um, terrible. The, the run defense was terrible. Austin was terrible. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of awesome guys out there, but he played really poorly this game. Marcus May, say what you want. He got beat for two touchdowns this game by Jordan Reed, who was good like in like 2014. So he played bad. He missed some tackles as well. Um, this year played, you know, played bad. He got a he got a gimme pick uh, pick because of a pressure from John Franklin Myers, who actually I, I should actually sh- uh, shout out, who was one of my studs of this game for getting three pressures and a couple quarterback hits. Um, for a role, you know, role uh, reserve player. So shout out to him. But uh, Ogletree, May, McDougald, Davis, Desir, uh, um, Austin, they all played really, really poorly. So the secondary was awful. The uh, the, the linebackers were, were pretty bad. You see, even though that guys like Phillips and Basham have some talent, when they're asked to change direction, accelerate, you know, uh, you know, run sideline to sideline. They can't do it. They just don't have a lot of athleticism. So that was um, that. That showed up as well. And that was my worry going into this game. I said it in my show: is okay. You 
the Jet the Jets are a good are a good team against the runs, but are are they a good team against outside zone and crack tosses those type of runs? I didn't think so because the the farther you go outside of the center, the more it puts the stress on your linebackers, and the Jets don't have the linebackers to do that. So any smart team, the Colts, Frank Reich are going to see these runs to the outside and run to the outside. Just don't run to the middle against the Jets and you'll be pretty successful. So um, the defense overall in the run game was absolutely terrible. The pass game, terrible. The, the one Quinn and Williams sack, if he didn't sack the quarterback, there was a miscommunication in the secondary. I believe he was from Bless Austin. I, I, I marked it on him. And there's a guy shrieking down the field wide open. He couldn't, that could have been a touchdown. Um, so Austin in coverage is bad. Pool in coverage wasn't wasn't the best either. Marcus May got beat twice in coverage. Uh, the linebackers, it's easy. Just pick on them over the middle. Um, they don't pattern match. They spot drop way too much. So they're not matching two to one, one to two, three to two. They're not doing all that stuff. They just drop in, a, in spot drops, which is super, super easy to beat for defenses. Uh, we, saw, we saw San Francisco attack that over the middle, just guys with not overly complex route co- uh, concepts, just sitting down over the middle and just attacking the spacing of the zone um, and shredding them. The Jets, it just seems like every time it's, you know, second and long, second and 10, second and 15, they give up 12 yards and it's, and it's third and three, they convert on a short hitch. Or, you know, let's say it's even third and 31 and they let up 50, 60 yards. Like, it's just been so bad. I, I think the defense has been even – I don't know if I could say this, but – uh, what's been worse, Scott, like the defense or the offense? And that's so sad to say at this mm-hmm. point with the Jets who've, only, who've had three touchdowns and they're all in garbage time. But the defense, I think if these teams were trying and or were healthy, you know, if, if the Bills needed more touchdowns, if Josh Allen didn't sail a ball over John Brown's head or fumble it twice in the in the green zone or missed, you know, or the, the, the kicker didn't miss two field goals or, you know, they needed to actually score points or same thing with the Niners, you know, they didn't have Nick Mullins come in. They didn't have to just run out the clock. I think two teams in a row could have put up 50-plus points in the Jets, which is embarrassing. Um, the offense isn't scoring. So it's just every, – everything is just really, really bad with this team right now. Again, um, I'm getting myself through the season looking at the guys like Beckton, like 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 Q, you know, like Darnold, even the guys like, you know, Fado Kossi and, and John Franklin Myers, the guys who might be here for a while, uh, Braxton Barrios. But uh, overall, the Jets just they, – they need coaching changes. They need a lot of – wholesale changes to to change the direction of this franchise because it seems like guys are already calling out coaches giving up not playing hard missing tackles like it's just it's just really really bad on on both defense and the offensive side joe like you said the secondary was terrible on sunday against the san francisco 49ers and you can bet your bottom dollar that they are going to be picked on mercilessly by Philip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts this Sunday. They are going to look to exploit what they see on film as a major weakness, the film that Joe Blewett just reviewed. And if you think that the Indianapolis Colts are going to blow the Jets out, which seems to be the common opinion right now, you can go over to my bookie, 10.5 point spread. You can bet on the Colts. There's plenty of props that you can bet on too if you don't want to bet on the game itself. You can bet on futures, how many games the Jets are going to win, how far the Colts are going to go, which teams you think can win the Super Bowl. Anything you want, all you've got to do is use the promo code OVERTIME. You get up to $1,000 in free play, plus you double your first deposit. Add excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet over at MyBookie. Promo code OVERTIME, up to $1,000 in free play, and double your first deposit when you use the promo code OVERTIME. Joe Blewett breaking down the film here on X and O Quick Hits like he does every weekend, of course, like he does all the time 
over at JetsXFactor.com. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. I know you've got the game film going, but there's plenty of material over at JetsXFactor.com, including, as you said, a three-plus-hour podcast. Um, yeah, four-hour-plus podcast, which is probably even a little bit too long for me, but that's going to be up there soon. Um, or by the time you listen to this, it'll be, it'll be up there. Um, every single week of the season, I'll be doing my film. There'll at least be two and a half hours plus breaking down every single play. You have nine numbers. You have Sabo, who kind of does a little bit of everything, plus is an actual accredited beat reporter um, for the Jets, going to the practices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that's about it. We're, we have you covered for, uh, for for the season. That's that's for sure, Jetix. Make sure you head over to JetsXFactor.com and follow Joe on Twitter at JoeRB31. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.